want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, touring, all that other good stuff. Um, Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Lee Eisenstadt on the line. He is the founder over at Leading with Courage Academy. Uh, Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to talk to you. So I'm excited to talk to you. I mean, I see you're doing great things around the um, around the topic of leadership. A lot of my audience um, follows me for leadership topics, so I'm excited to get into how you're helping um, train the current and future leaders um, of tomorrow. Um, but before we get into that, Lee, let's just get a little bit into your background. Um, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Well, I, I guess I'd have to say, Adam, I was an accidental entrepreneur. I'd been working for one of the largest accounting firms in the country as a COO when they changed their uh, managing partner. And I quickly learned that when you're in the C-suite in a professional services firm, when the managing partner goes, there's a good chance you're going to go with him or her. And that's what happened to me. So I started out looking for another job and had some success at that. And then when it got to the point where I was going out, you know, for what might be the final interview and really get serious with these guys, they were on the East Coast, I called, they wanted some references, so I called up one of my references to make sure he was okay with that. He said, you know, the firm is great, you'd be good at it, but you're 56 years old, and in three years, think about it, they're going to get another managing partner or they're going to be merged into another firm, and you're going to be out. Do you really want to do that again? And I had already moved my wife, oh, God, we'd moved seven times in 20 years uh, for my career, and I couldn't do that to her again. So I started looking for other kinds of gigs closer to home, and what I started finding was that people were very interested in some of the things I had done as a COO or while I was a senior finance exec at FC Johnson. And they said, can you do that for us? They didn't want to hire me full-time. They wanted to use me on a project basis, and I really never thought I had anything to sell as a consultant, but as I kept finding people saying, can you do this for us? Do you think you can work on that with us? Mm. It became clear to me that I had some skills, unique skills, that were in demand. And so that is when I decided to just go out on my own. And that's where I Mm. say I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I'd always been in, you know, entrepreneurial kinds of roles, mm-hmm. uh, even though they were embedded in industry, they, uh, I wasn't hesitant, shall we say, to give this a try. And that was 10 years ago. So it was wow. nudged out at one of the big accounting firms and then realizing, which I guess kind of relates to some other things we'll talk about later, it was a blind spot that I had. I didn't think I had these skills that were in demand And it turned out I did. And once those blinders came off, then it opened up a whole realm of possibilities for me. And that's when I decided to go out on my own. Since then, I've had, well, if you count, this would be the third firm that I have founded. uh, Wow. 
I absolutely, I absolutely love, I absolutely love your story. And the reason why is because um, there's a lot of professionals out there just like you were. Um, either they're in the process of going through what you went through, or they see the writing on the wall within the next couple of years, or um, they just went through it and they're they're kind of living it and in the middle of it and deciding and thinking about what's next for them. Um, so obviously, you know, they, uh, this is for the more tenured person. They um, they have a certain skill set, um, and it, there's a, it's of value to the marketplace. Um, I'd like you to talk specifically about that transition period of when you decided, hey, you know, I do have skills um, that can be monetized. Um, how did you figure that out? Well, as I said, I was talking to what I thought would be potential. New, new employers, full-time employers. And when they would start to poke and probe into parts of my background, it became clear they didn't want a full-time hire. They were, they were mm. uh, small to mid-sized professional service firms. And what I didn't realize then is they didn't really need a full-time COO, let's say, but they could use mm-hmm. a part-time one. And as I kept kind of bumping into that, I started talking to more and more people specifically to find out what's the market or interim or part-time people like me. And that was the big learning from that. And I still, uh, I'm going through it right now, actually, where we're going to be launching a new service line. And I'm I'm going to great pains to talk to people in the market. Mm -hmm. Not not people tangential to it, but actual buyers of the services. Not trying to sell them on anything, but ask them for advice and insights on, you know, what challenges do you think I'm go- going to face if I enter this market? And what do the people that buy these services need? What do they want? What aren't they getting today? And it was the answer to those two questions that really helped shape my offering. And I can't mm-hmm. emphasize enough how important it is to talk to the market. Just don't think you're great and uh, your services are going to be in demand. It, it's not that easy uh, to do mm-hmm. that. And so, uh, if it happens oh, to you, you've been struck lightning. Uh, <laughs> that's that's great. I think that's great advice for anybody out there that's um, that's considering going out on their own after um, you know after a successful career and whatever venture you've been in or working for someone prior is really to talk to the market and do your market research um, before making that leap. Um, and, and because you're right, just because you just because you create a nice logo and you have a nice LinkedIn picture doesn't mean people are gonna start uh, calling you up all of a sudden to um, use your services. Uh, well, Lee, I, I, I want to change ahead. it up a bit, Lee. Let's, um, let's get more into what you're doing as founder at Leading with Courage Academy. Um, what kind of clients are you helping and what are you helping them with? Well, we work with all kinds of clients. We're not uh, specific to any industry. Mm-hmm. So we work in all industries. We work with individuals and teams. And what we're doing, Adam, is helping individuals and teams be more confident, achieve mm-hmm. peace of mind, that they're effective leaders or more effective leaders. Uh, I go back to that concept of the blind spot. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an author uh, that had a statistic, 95% of us think we're self-aware, but the real number is only 12 to 15%. So there's a lot of people out there thinking they're, they know what they don't know, and they go through life like that. And when, so we're all about helping people understanding their blind spots, all in the area of leadership. So we help them become better at delegation, identifying a high-performing team, 
better at listening to others. There's, there's a whole range of things that we've got that help them assess both in a 360 way where they ask others, what do you think? Or when they just do a self-assessment of their skills. And we've got over 30, maybe almost 40 now, assessments of that sort that help people understand themselves, that they have the courage mm -hmm. to do that. It takes, it takes a lot of guts to, it's not so hard to ask yourself. It may be hard to be honest with yourself uh, mm -hmm. when you're filling out an assessment, but when you go out and ask others, what do you think? How am I doing? That's tough. And we're there as coaches to help them do that. That's almost a prerequisite for working with us. You have to have the courage to ask others, what do you think and how am I doing? But that's the basis for everything that we can help them with. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's anywhere in the country, teams, individuals, uh, assessments, workshops, and coaching, if they want to be more effective leaders. What do you find, and I'm sure this is going to change from, you know, industry to industry and company to company, but I know when you work with a lot of companies, certain themes will arise. Um, what do you find some of the themes are that are arising and some of the clients that you bring on in terms of, let's say, their, their lack of internal training and or um, leadership training? Well, I think it depends on the size of the company. When they're Mm -hmm. really large companies like I came out of, uh, which would be like Fortune 200 companies, they have very well-established uh, training development agendas or programs. Mm -hmm. It's the, the middle market, it's the smaller companies that don't have those yet or don't spend the time on them either because they haven't had the problems or they mm -hmm. don't want to know they have the problems. And so when we get in there, they've typically not done much training. Their people want it. They want something... They want something done for them, but not done to them. Mm -hmm. And that I think that's the biggest thing. They're hungry for it. They're scared of it, especially in our programs where it's all assessment-driven and data-driven. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a little afraid, and they're a little hesitant. And it's not uncommon for leaders to say, ah, I don't want to do that. I'm the CEO, let's say, or I'm the head of the uh, mm -hmm. manufacturing. Uh, I know all this stuff. That's why I'm where I'm at. And you almost want to say to them, well, that's where the problem begins. It's you, but we can't deal with you, I guess. So let's mm -hmm. deal with your people. But uh, it's just not having the courage to, to honestly assess or listen to others about where their blind spots are, how well they're doing and what they can be doing better. And the, the, what's so amazing is when they show that vulnerability to their people, their stock value in the minds of the people goes up. They can get much more accomplished. They're, it's easier to get their agendas through and to make an impact if they can just show a little vulnerability and they don't have to be this uh, you know, perfect leader or what their vision is of a perfect leader because they probably aren't it. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the thing about self-awareness is you can always be more self-aware. As soon as you think you're completely self-aware, you know you're not, something's changed in the environment that you're not aware of, and so there's something else to learn. Uh, so what we find is for people to be coachable, they have to be lifelong learners, they have to be curious. If they don't have that, they're just gonna be checking the box with us, and that's what we'll find uh, in some cases, and, and we're just not the right program for them, nor is, I guess, mm -hmm. any other coaching program. 
No, that's, that's great advice. Um, what are some of the benefits that you found for some of the companies that have worked for you, like some of the feedback you receive after? Because a lot of companies, I know there's people listening to this right now that are like, you know, I've heard it before. I'm one of those middle market companies. I just don't think we need it. Or I don't think we're ready for it. But, um, you know, what are some of the, just so that they can get a feel for this, what are some of the benefits or some of the, um, the feedback you received after, do, after going in and implementing a program? Sure. Well, one thing I should say is we are able to measure the impact each of our programs makes, and we do that by measuring employee engagement. So unlike some programs that will just kind of talk with their hands about the impact they're making, we can actually measure it and track it, and you can see when, when there's an impact on the people uh, through the tools that we've got. And so that, that's one differentiator of ours. Mm. Uh, the, the other thing is that people are really surprised by how practical our insights and perspectives are. All of the people that we work, that work with me have a lot of experience. They were never consultants to begin with. They, start, they were in industry primarily and then trans, transitioned into a coaching role. But when, after each program, we ask people, what percent of what you learned today can you use tomorrow? Right now, we're at 82% across all of our programs. So that means 82% of what they, we taught them or what they picked up, they can use immediately, which if I come out of a program and get 20% out of it, I'm thrilled. The fact For that sure. 82% still stuns me. Uh, so I think it's the practicality, the uh, pragma, you know, pragmatic approach that we take that I think is one of the things people really, really like. They also like all the self-assessments that are in our programs. They like learning about themselves. They're the only ones that see the results, and they really like learning, you know, are they a micromanager? How good are they at networking? Uh, how good are they at listening? How are their delegation skills? Those sorts of things that, uh, that we cover in, in a program. Mm, that's great. Great, great advice, and I, and I get it. Um, so if somebody's listening to this and they want to follow up, Lee, to learn more about um, Leading with Courage Academy, what's the best way for them to do so? Well, certainly just go to our website, and that's lwcacademy.com, lwcacademy.com, or give me a call. I'm at 312-827-2643, 312-827-2643. It would be how you can call me, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I publish a lot there. and. Uh, I'm easy to find. All right. Well, hey, Lee, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Really want to thank you for that. To the, to the audience, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to leave me, a, um, leave me a review, subscribe to the podcast, do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. Uh, and, Lee, thanks again for coming on the show.